All right, welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp, episode six. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today, we're going to discuss the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, and some fantasy football. This week, we also have a special guest, Mr. Tony Liberto, Temple alum, and I also want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. How you doing, Wasp? Nice to see you. Absolutely. Hey, listen, you know, before we really get going, I just want to touch base on something that's happened this week, and it's been bothering me for a long time. It's, you know... People that have personal issues, or you could call them mental health issues or addictions or whatever it may be. You know, unfortunately, we all know someone these days who's committed suicide or had some real problems or had accidents. And it's it, you always say to people, hey, has anyone talked to him? And they go, no, I didn't even know he was having a problem. Well, recently, Lane Johnson, he stepped up and said, hey, I can't make a few games. Nobody knew why, personal reasons came out that he finally said, you know what, I had some mental uh, health concerns I had to deal with. He raised his hand. He's looking for help. What happened just the other week? Remember, Calvin Ridley didn't go to London. Now he doesn't play for Atlanta uh, last week. Well, what's going on? He comes out and says, you know what, I got to take some time off from football. I have to deal with the problem. Those guys are type A guys, right? Never need help. Never have a problem. We all have problems. They stood up. They're asking for help. All I can say out there to everybody you know, if you have an issue, just speak up. Do it before it's too late. It's an important thing to think about. What do you think? No, I say good on the NFL for supporting these players. Uh, not easy to be a superstar in any sport, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball. Uh, the advertising, the the stress, the the constant attention that you're getting, whether you're going to the grocery store, dinner with your family, or you're out there hitting the ball, Absolutely. it's not easy. Right. You know, people say the money makes a difference, and of course it helps a little bit, but no matter what, when you can't go to Walmart, you can't go to McDonald's without being bothered, that can cause a lot of mental stress, plus the stress of the game and winning and championships and dollars and cars, money, and everything else. It's not an easy uh, easy profession to you, be in. You feel like you're letting your team down, your family down, who, whatever it may be. Take care of yourself. Be honest. Yep, so uh, we're going to wish Lane Johnson and Calvin Ridley uh, the best, and hopefully we'll see them back on the field in a couple weeks. You got it. So, all right, let's start with the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 34-31. The Jets now 2-5, and five, getting closer to that over 4.5 wins for the season. Kahuna, what do you think about Mike White and the Jets. Before I go that far, i got to tell you, what did I think about my survivor pick? Okay, About 50% of all survivors got wiped out this week. Cincinnati was the lock pick. I don't know what just happened. It seems like Mike White just stepped in and said, you know, I'm going to become the next Alex Smith. I'm going to manage the game. Yeah, 37 for 45, 405 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and he came from the Western Kentucky. So, uh, you know, they throw the ball around Western Kentucky. I know they always had high-scoring games. We used to keep an eye on them here and there in the college world. But what a great game to come in. His first big NFL start, amazing. 405 passing yards. I don't think it's been uh, 28 games since the Jets threw over 400 yards. I think this is the uh, it was a record, right, for a rookie coming in throwing that many yards, or maybe maybe after Cam Newton he was number two, but for his first game, wh- what a start! And you know what? I don't think that this is the end of Zach Wilson, but I think he better start watching over his shoulder. This kid played well; he was accurate, and he used his head. 
Well, I wouldn't say Zach Wilson has uh, anything to worry about right away. He still was the number two draft pick. He got hurt. He will have the chance to come back. But let's see if Mike Mike White could take it to Indy this week on Thursday and get another W for the Jets. If he could put another victory together, it could be a lot uh, a lot for the Jets to, to think about in the next couple weeks moving forward. It's going to be a tough, uh, tough turnaround, right? All Thursday games are tough. Uh, the prep time, the practice time. Um, but... You know what? I think they just figured out what might work. It's a good model for the Jets, so we have to see where that goes. Yeah, we'll talk about Michael Carter in the fantasy section. He had a monster game, 15 attempts, 77 yards, 14 targets, 9 receptions, 95 yards, 32 fantasy points. Uh, He had a uh, highlight career day, uh, just amazing, bouncing off tackles, finding the end zone, and really being that engine that got the Jets' offense moving throughout the day. Yeah, and you know who else stepped up was uh, uh, Jameson Crowder, right, with uh, Corey Davis out, and Croft with a big touchdown in the red zone. So, uh, you know, those guys all stepped up. They all played tight. Yep, so the New York Jets play the Indianapolis Colts Thursday night. Right now, Indy minus 10.5, high number, over under 46.5. Colts now 3-5, and five, coming off the big OT loss to Tennessee. Carson Wentz, the quarterback there, 14 touchdowns, 3 interceptions from Philadelphia. You got Jonathan Taylor, who we've highlighted in multiple weeks, having a great season, running back from Wisconsin. And their high, uh, high-end receivers, Michael Pittman Jr., we're going to highlight him in the fantasy section. He's got four touchdowns on the year. Um, Kahuna, what do you think of the uh, Colts? Well, Carson Wentz, you know, he was playing really, really well until he threw those picks. And, you know, one pick six to get it to overtime pretty much. And then uh, another pick, a bad pick in OT, where he lost throwing with his other hand. I don't even understand what that was all about. I think some of that was some coaching. Maybe it was all Carson. But, you know, hey, they lost. They're going to learn the lesson. And I think they're going to be real mad this week against the Jets. I agree. I mean, we were happy uh, with picking Tennessee that uh, Carson Wentz decided to, to put on his Eagles jersey again and throw the ball to the other team. But I'm excited for the Jets this Thursday. I saw a lot of video from inside the locker room, and the team seems motivated. They were motivated behind their quarterback. They felt good getting the win. The defense looks okay. The coach has to be happy. So it, Thursday games are tough, but a lot of things can happen. I think 10.5 is a lot with the Jets riding momentum, but you know the Jets have a lot of uh, of work to prove on the field before we can start saying, let's take the Jets this week. Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at the team. I think Carson's going to come back a little stronger, a little smarter. You're right, he's got Pittman. He's a monster back there, big guy in the red zone in particular. And don't forget Jonathan Taylor, because now with Derrick Henry out, Taylor's you know, the running back to have. And uh, I don't know that the Jets stop them. I'm not sure they can put magic together two weeks in a row. I'm kind of liking Indy here. Indy probably 27-20. Well, I mean, hey, we talk about 10-plus points every week with the spread. Look at Kansas City versus the Giants last week. Oh, 10 points didn't do it. 10 points the week before. I forget what, 17 or 16-and-a-half with the Rams. Detroit turns out to be 16. So in the NFL, 10-plus points is tough. It happens, but something to think about. Yeah, I think Vegas has something to do with that comeback in Houston. Yep, so, uh, all right, let's talk a little bit of fantasy football. Fantasy football. Hey, you know what? We're talking about some wide receivers first. How about A.J. Brown? Was that guy a monster last week or what? Yep, 11 targets, 10 receptions, 155 yards and a touchdown, 31 fantasy points. This week he's playing at the L.A. Rams, projected 16 points. A.J. Brown, number 68 overall fantasy player, but King Henry, down IR for the maybe rest of the season. Julio Jones has been banged up. So there's a lot of pressure on A.J. Brown to continue the domination over the last three weeks that he's had for the rest of the season. You know he's going to get the work. You know he's going to get the looks. He seems to be healthy, thank God. Um, my question is going to be, what about Jalen Ramsey, right? What about Von Miller now getting traded to the Rams? Is he going to be playing or not? How much time is Tannehill going to have? You know, 
personally, I think he's going to have to throw to A.J. Brown, probably shorter routes. I'm not sure about the amount of time he's going to have. I'm still looking for him to make at least eight catches, uh, maybe 90 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, if Tennessee wants to compete this week, he's going to have to be uh, in the end zone once, maybe twice. Uh, next, we like we said, Indianapolis Colts, Michael Pittman Jr., 15 targets, 10 receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns, and 30 fantasy points. This week, playing the New York Jets, 16 projected. He's the number 38 fantasy player right now. He's making plays. He has a good connection with Carson Wentz. Uh, and there's a great run game in Indy, so it's helping the wide receiver position. You know, Indianapolis used to be all T.Y. Hilton, but now Pittman's really stepping up to be that W. WR1. He's already the WR1, uh, undisputed. I mean, T.Y.'s trying to come back, but he gets hurt again. He just got hurt last week. I'm not sure he's playing this week. They're going to need uh, they're going to need Pittman against the Jets because the Jets' secondary is sneaky good, like I said last week. But he's a tall guy. He's a big target in the red zone, Mo Ali Cox. Um, I, I look at him at least eight, eight receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, I hope uh, uh, no touchdowns because he's playing the Jets, but I think he'll have a decent game. But you're right, the Jet defense is pretty good. Our corners aren't bad, so I think we can I think we can keep it close with Indy, but we'll see Thursday night. Uh, finally, Cooper Cup, Los Angeles Rams, nine targets, seven receptions, 115 yards and a touchdown this week, 24 fantasy points. He is the number one overall fantasy player. I say Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Cooper Cup. What do you think? Well, it's going to be a high-scoring game, right? L.A., Tennessee, at least I think it is. L.A.'s got a great defense, but they're not a shutdown defense. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Cooper Cup's going to be out there. Him and uh, uh, Matthew Stafford, what a combination. What chemistry. It's beautiful. Um, I, I look for him to have a big day. Uh, Tennessee secondary is not that good. Uh, probably nine receptions, 120 yards, and I'm picking up for two touchdowns this week. Yeah, he's projected 24 points. I like that as well. Um, just a really great player. He's a tough player, small player. Reminds me a lot of Julian Edelman, but maybe a little faster, a little quicker, and he has a nose for the end zone. He, When he gets the ball, he wants to score every single time he has it, and uh, it's an exciting player to watch. He reminds you of Devontae Adams. You just can't cover those guys. Right, and especially now with the Rams having such a great defense, having such a great running game. Robert Woods on the other side, a good you know, Tyler Higby's a pretty good tight end. It's a, a good team in the Rams. Uh, look at uh, Deshaun Jackson, right? They just let him go because that guy, uh, Jefferson, he's a phenomenal deep threat. So they didn't need Deshaun and his nonsense anymore. Yeah, he's taking some of my Higby uh, targets away. No big deal. <laughs> so let's go to our running back, fantasy running back. Uh, let's start with Austin Eckler, Los Angeles Chargers. He had 64 rushing yards and a touchdown, but he also had 10 targets, 6 receptions, 60 yards, 24 fantasy points. Playing at Philadelphia this week, 22 points projected. He's the number 15 overall fantasy player. Super dynamic. I watched a video on his incredible offseason workout because he's undersized. One-armed push-ups, squatting. I mean, incredible weight. The guy puts in the time. And that's why he's always on the field, taking hit after hit after hit, and gets up every time. Amazing player. What do you think? Well, Austin Eckler, uh, he's dynamic, right? He's doing his best Michael Carter impersonation, right? Touches, passes in the backfield, touchdowns. He just makes it happen. Uh, undisputed leader in the running back uh, locker room there in L.A. I don't see that he's going to have a lot of uh, trouble moving the ball against the Philly. Uh, I don't see Philly coming back with that kind of defense against L.A. Yeah, Eckler's so good. I mean, Justin Jackson's always in the running back conversation. Chargers, he had three rushes, 74 yards last week, but he can't even find the field because Austin's so good. So right, right. Uh, it's just something to think about. Uh, next, we got Najee Harris out of Pittsburgh. Rookie, 26 rushes, 91 yards and a touchdown last week. Had 29 receiving yards as well, 21 fantasy points. Playing the winless Detroit Lions, number 23 overall player in fantasy this year. He 
he's gaining momentum. It's a rookie year. He's been getting better and better with each week because Pittsburgh's kind of finding themselves a little bit. Ben's playing a little bit better. His passing game, when it's two, 300 yards, Snaji's not getting beat down in the box. So, you know, and they throw him the ball almost, you know, six to eight times a game on average. Yeah, he's uh, he's a monster, really. Touch wise, he's right up there with Derrick Henry. You know, um, and you like you said, they've been making a little bit more space for him. Uh, he's starting to put some yards under his belt. He's starting to score some touchdowns. And worse come to worse, he'll take the short passes. You know, Ben's arm ain't what it used to be. He's got a broken chicken wing there, and uh, it's hurting Claypool, but it's good for Deontay Johnson. It's definitely good for Najee Harris. I'm liking him for probably another 24 touches, 95 yards, and maybe two touchdowns against Detroit. I agree, especially with Detroit. They're going to try to just run the ball, eat the clock, especially if they can go up maybe 10 points early in the second quarter. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, Detroit this weekend. And finally, like I said, Michael Carter, the New York Jets, really wanted to highlight him this week. He had the 15 rushes for 77 yards and a touchdown, but 14 targets, 95 receiving yards, 32 fantasy points. Picked them up this week. He saved my fantasy week playing Indy this Thursday. He's the number one 81 player overall. But again, huge game, monster performance. I'm so glad to see the Jets running the ball and making plays because you need a running back to perform to win games. You can't just throw the ball over the field every day and expect to win. Well, when you have a rookie quarterback come in for his first game, you got to protect him. Like we said uh, in previous weeks, they got to start protecting Zach also, right? Keep him from throwing bad picks. Well, that's what Michael did. He went out there. What do you have? Uh, a million touches or something? Uh, a bunch of yards. And those catches were phenomenal. But unfortunately, and I didn't see this coming, Cincinnati gave that to him. You know, if you don't give him all that free space, he don't make those plays. Um, I still think he's going to get a bunch of touches, at least 16, 85 yards and a touchdown this week. Uh, but I don't think they're going to beat Indy. Um, you know what? I'm going to hope for a big game, maybe a touchdown uh, out of the backfield catching. I think a tough week for him, but a short week, things can happen. Uh, you know, Thursday night games always seem to, to go, you know, different ways than way. you expect. So you never uh, know. Right. we'll see what happens, but I'm excited for the game this Thursday. All right, we're going to welcome our guest, Tony Liberto Jr., uh, works over at Saucon Valley Country Club, uh, Temple alum and Temple Ice Hockey alum. <laughs> Tony, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, it's good to be here. Absolutely. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, if you got a little info on the Flyers, we'll take that as well. All right, we're going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now they're 3-5. and five. The Eagles beat down the Detroit Lions 44-6. to Cahuna, you want to break it down? That was a fantastic game. I mean, I really enjoyed watching it. And you know what? The Eagles did exactly what the fans and what I've been asking for all season. They ran the ball, and they took the ball out of Hurts' uh, hands so he didn't hurt the team. And you know what? It worked. Now, of course, they played the Detroit Lions. So, grain of salt. But you know what? They look good. And you know what else made them look good? They played defense. They played press defense. They were on, on the quarterback. A lot of pressure. So is this a one-off? I don't know. But this is a recipe moving forward, I think. Yeah, Tony, what do you think? Uh, I like your, your your first point about running the ball. That was definitely something that they had to do, um, especially when you had Miles Sanders 
back behind Jalen Hurts. You wondered why they weren't running the ball as much as they did. Now he's out and, you know, you run the ball more, which is a little odd, but it works. It works. Yeah, we did talk about Miles Sanders running the ball probably for the last four or five weeks, and then all of a sudden, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, four touchdowns combined. Like Mike Iglio said on week three, get me some of that Boston Scott. He did say that, and you know what? My big question now is everyone said, hey, Kenneth Gainwell, right? He was the number two guy behind Sanders. He basically didn't touch anything until it got to garbage time. Well, he actually had 13 rushes, 13 touches, but he didn't have any catches out of the backfield. 13 rushes, I think 29 yards. But let me get back to Jalen Hurts. He was only 9 of 14 for 103 passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But Jalen Heisman was a national champion, Heisman winner, and I'm a huge fan. I just think he needs to hand the ball off. Doing all these QB option runs are not helping him. Teams are just waiting for him to take the ball, run it around, and get tackled. And look at RG3. Look at all the quarterbacks that have been running the ball early in their career, hand the ball off, run the ball here and there, maybe three, four times a game, but not five, six, seven, eight times. He can't be leading the Eagles in rushing attempts every week. And this week was a little bit of the opposite. And look at the success. And you got to give him a little bit of time to learn the game. I mean, is he an athlete? Absolutely. Uh, can he make some throws if he has to? Yeah, probably. But he's not that accurate. He gets a little frazzled. And you know what? He doesn't read his progressions. He locks up on a receiver, and then he takes a bad hit. So uh, this was a great game. It's a great template, and I'm looking forward to the Eagles uh, playing this kind of football moving forward. Agreed, yeah. And Dallas Goddard leading the way. Big tight end, number one tight end now. Six receptions, 72 yards, no touchdowns. But, uh, you know, he's the tight end now. You know, Ertz last week getting traded to the Cardinals. I think a, another thing just to, to hit on, too, is formation, too. They're running that shotgun, that, that read option RPO type of type of offense. Literally every play, Hurts is in the gun. It's almost it's, it's too easy to predict what they're going to do. So if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm saying, all right, well, they're in the gun, 90% chance with their past history of not running the ball. QB mm-hmm. contained. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, like, just like Madden 2020. That's QB right. Contained. <laughs> yep. So now we got up next for the Eagles uh, at home playing the LA Chargers, who are four and three. Uh, that line opened up LA Chargers minus three. It's down to minus one and a half. Uh, over under was 51. It's down to 50 and a half. I think the Chargers coming off a hard loss to the Patriots. You know, West Coast coming to East Coast is always tough, but now that they do it again a second week, I think it's going to be tough for the Eagles to beat the Chargers this week. It, it could happen, but I think it's a tough game. You know, uh, Herbert. He's gotten rattled last couple of weeks, so he's not on his game. Mike Williams has been quiet. Uh, Eckler kind of was a little banged up earlier in the season, but I think he's getting ha- uh, healthy now. But the Chargers, they don't, they don't defend the run well. And I think if the Eagles come out and they play that run game, they're going to put the Chargers on their back heels, and they got to do some press coverage on the outside and keep uh, Williams and, and, and uh, Keenan Allen from getting ahead of them, right? Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, you know it's going to be a tough matchup. The Eagle D has to step up. The corners have to play hard. Keenan Allen, like you said, Mike Williams are two big-time receivers. And Mike Williams has been quiet the last two weeks. And if you look at his previous games, he's been putting up 30 points every other week. I think he has a huge week this week against the Eagles. Um, and a- another good point, basically you're, you're going to play a safety type of game today. And what I mean by that is run the ball, check down, do your due diligence, study film, point out their weaknesses like you had said. Their run defense is not great. Just hammer the ball up, up those like where those nose tackles are. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think the Eagles will be in this game uh, all game long, but somehow I, I still think the firepower on uh, the L.A. side is going to come through. And you know, I kind of like the uh, Chargers uh, 27-24, but, you know, I'm hoping for the Eagles to win. Yeah, I'll agree with that.
lock of the week. All right, let's go with some final thoughts. Couple picks of the week. Uh, Kahuna's been nine and six. The Wasp eight and seven, and our guests very successful at nine and six. Uh, let's start with our first game: Vikings three and four against the Baltimore Ravens five and two. Uh, shout out to Milt, biggest Ravens fan I know. Uh, right now, Baltimore opened up minus five and a half. It's now minus six. Uh, Baltimore's coming off a bye, and the Vikings just had a bad loss to a Dakless Cowboys. Kahuna, what do you think of this game? That was an it was an embarrassing game, you know, as far as the Vikings are concerned. I don't think they played w- with any inspired heart. Uh, Cooks, uh, D- Dalvin Cook did nothing. Justin Jefferson was a little off. He, he did take a, a bad hit early, uh, later in the game, and he landed on his hip, so he was kind of hurt. Adam Thielen played great. Uh, the Vikings defense, they're kind of middle of the pack anyway, so they didn't really make anything happen. But they went against Rush, you know, no deck. So they should have been better. And they weren't. So I'm not that impressed with the Vikings right now. What do you think, Tony? I would love to pick the Vikings in this because Kirk Cousins is my boy from Michigan State, but I, I definitely have to say the Ravens. Uh, after a bye, uh, John Harbaugh definitely has, uh, a, winning has, record. has, has a winning record. So he, he knows what he's doing. Lamar Jackson, you know, his, his play speaks for itself. I just I, I can't really see the, the Vikings – Giving more of more of a a, a a subpar effort, and they're they're probably going to get blown off the field. I, I think. So we got Tony Vikings, Kahuna. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little sorry, bit. Ravens. Yeah, yeah I'm going to talk a little bit about the Ravens before I seal it down. You know, Lamar, he hasn't been playing all that consistently. He's had a couple of bang up games, and he's had a couple of crappy games. Um, his wide receivers, they're not really that great of a stable, right? Marquise Brown, he gets he gets open, but he doesn't catch the ball. And then you got uh, Mark Andrews, so he's quality. You know, right across the board. But what about their defense, the Ravens? That hasn't showed up week after week. So, you know what? I, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored here, but I don't think that uh, Minnesota is going to be putting up enough to win this game. I'm looking Baltimore like 27 24. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the six points. I think they can keep it close. I'm not saying the Vikings are going to win by any means, but I could see Thielen, Jefferson, maybe with a late touchdown, bounce back week for Cook. Maybe he can have 20 carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown. I hope so. Um, I like the Ravens uh, as a team coming off a bye, but I'm going to take the Vikings with the plus six on a bounce back week, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, next, okay, Packers seven and one versus the Chiefs three and four. This opened Kansas City minus three. It went to Green Bay minus one, and now with Aaron Rodgers getting COVID, all of a sudden it's Kansas City minus seven and a half. So a lot going on in this game. Seven and one Packers looking to continue their winning streak, and all of a sudden now their leader he's out with COVID. I think despite Aaron Rodgers being out, they have a very good rhythm going. The record speaks for itself. Everything's been clicking. I understand he's a big part of it. But then again, you have Aaron Jones under uh, behind him running the ball. If your fo- if your problem is that you're you're not having a starting quarterback, you still have a dynamite running back who can take over a game, and we've seen it in the past. So I could definitely see the Packers still winning this game despite Rodgers being out. Kahuna, you know Packers played a great game, uh, beating Arizona last week, and uh, they they got the mold right. They know Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Pound the rock, and it's going to make stuff happen. We think Adams is coming back, but without Rodgers, they don't have their sea daddy out there. Well, and they got Jordan Love. Jordan do. Love was a, a high draft pick first round. Rodgers wasn't happy about it originally. There was a lot of talk about you know getting a better receiver. They went with the quarterback, but this is why you get a quarterback because nobody wants to have a nobody come in when you're 7-1 and lose games or you have no chance of winning games. Jordan Love should give them a chance to win the game, but it's also going to be a big game for him to now showcase his skills and what he's learned behind Rodgers for the last two years. 
Well, Green Bay uh, defense played really well, right? Against uh, Arizona. They're playing well in general. Secondary is really good. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Mahomes, Kelsey, quiet week. Tyreek Hill, though. I mean, I think he had 18 targets, which is crazy. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. I know they're not having their best performance this year, but they're playing at home against the Rogerless Packer team. I think the Chiefs could have success. Well, Mahomes is not himself. Right, uh, you watch him. He's kind of drifting around. He almost just like hurts a little bit. He's locking up on Tyreek Hill for every throw. His man Kelsey is not wide open underneath like he always was. And the secret there is defenses are hitting him off the line. They're taking the timing out, like that one uh, uh, intentional grounding play. Mahomes just didn't know what to do, and he threw it into the dirt. That doesn't even make sense for him. So that's an issue. The running backs. Yeah, they're doing okay. Darrell Williams and now uh, Derek Gore, not related to Frank Gore. He really played well. But I think this is going to be a good Kelsey week. I think the defense is going to start coming back a little bit for KC. And I think the difference here is no uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I'm looking for uh, KC maybe 30 to 20. Tony, what do you think? I think that's a good, that's a good prediction, too. Um, I also think of systems, too. Uh, Andy Reid, going back to the Philadelphia Eagles days, he zeroes in on that screen little pass game, and much like what Nick Sirianni and Doug Peterson were doing, they get caught in that that passing rhythm, and you, you kind of forget about the run, and it handicaps you. It really, really slows your offense down, and it doesn't give you the, the ability to kind of keep the clock moving. And I always said Andy Reid, clock management, was his Achilles heel. Yep. Um, so that that's the biggest concern for me in terms of the, the Chiefs even making this a game. Andy Reid getting so zoned in on that that screen pass game, you drop passes, you you take losses like that. I I just I, I don't I, I never agreed with with him doing doing that type of uh, philosophy. So yeah. so who's your pick, Packers or Chiefs? oh Packers definitely Packers yeah, okay yeah. with the plus. I you know what I would take Chiefs money line here as the smart play. I still I still think the Chiefs can beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, but I would say be safe, take the money line Chiefs. But I think the Chiefs could still win by ten. Like you it's said. gonna come down to that defense of the Chiefs. They're gonna have to make a play or two to make this a uh, fair game. Yeah. All right. Final game. Cardinals seven and one versus the 49ers three and four opened at Arizona minus two and a half. This is now San Fran minus one. Um, the Murray injury is still a question. Looks like he will play Hopkins still banged up. He doesn't practice on Wednesdays, but we know we he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury problem. We saw his hamstring last week after the big catch. Um, Debo Samuel uh, needs help on the San Fran side. He really could use George Kittle coming back. I mean, I have George Kittle as my starting tight end. I'd like him to come back for fantasy as well, but We'll see what happens here. It's a tough game. Cardinals 49ers, Kahuna. You know, Murray, we're not sure what's going on. I I pretty much believe he's playing. um, But you could see he's not running the ball like he used to. He just doesn't want to get hit more than he has to. Uh, Hopkins, their offense is different when Hopkins is on or off the field. You saw it last week. He was on there, made the great catch, dumb face mask penalty. uh, He cost him a touchdown. But when he was off the field, now they can double cover guys. And uh, so they don't have to worry about him. You know, Kirk, A.J. Green, Mondale, good receivers, no problem. Uh, they try to get the ball in Mondale's uh, hand as much as they can get. You know, Connor, he's just a touchdown vulture. He doesn't do a lot of work, but he gets a touchdown. You know, I got Edmonds on my team and aggravates the hell out of me. Um, but Zach Gertz, he's really been a great deal. Right? What a great trade for Zach Gertz. So I like him, and their defense is pretty good. Yeah, Arizona is a great trade-making yep. team. Look how they got Hopkins for uh, what. Johnson, the running back, and Johnson ah, had a lot of injury right. problems. I thought that was a steal. They did get, um, who, who's the big defensive end who just got hurt? J.J. Watt. Watt. I know yeah. he's out for the season, but that was a big pickup because to become 7-1, and one, he had a big deal with the defense, especially Absolutely. early on. Uh, Tony, what do you think about this game? 
Uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up. From from what I'm mean, like, a, a lot of injuries, a lot of banged-up players going around. It's going to be a, a quite a war of attrition. I mean, <laughs> it's. Um, I honestly, I I I almost just go with the Cardinals just because of what they've done so far. Um, I honestly, like like you said, Murray's not himself. He's 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 not Kyler Murray, but I think a half Kyler Murray still beats a 49ers team despite that. So yeah, you know, I talk about the 49ers just a little bit. Garoppolo, what a great game he had, right? He vultured two uh, touchdowns from my man Mitchell, but still in all, I thought he played well, threw the ball well. Debo, he's a machine. He's a monster. He's strong. He's fast. He, he gets is open. the NFL's leading receiver right now, I think, in yards. It's crazy, right? And he's got no supporting cast out there, right? Ayuka's doing nothing. Um, <clears throat> and running backs, they went all those injuries, and they still have Elijah Mitchell stepping up. Got some rib issues, so I'm hoping that he gets healthy for the game. But Hasty Sermon behind him, you know, uh, uh, Most are done for the year. Most are done for the year. And tight ends, yeah, they're missing Kittle. But their defense is playing pretty well. You know, this last game against Chicago, not that Chicago lights you on fire with offense, but San Fran controlled them pretty well with the defense. So, you know, usually you don't go against San Fran at home, kind of like you don't go against the Seahawks at home. But I just don't know that they have the firepower here. I'm going to go with the Cardinals 23-20. Tony? Yeah, I would, I would probably say the Cardinals – Probably either twenty-seven to fourteen, something like that. Yeah, definitely. I my my initial reaction is to take the Cardinals, but I'm gonna take the San Fran right now minus one, just the way the the lines moving. I'm gonna say there has to be a reason this line's moving, so I'm gonna take San Fran, see if they can't put it back to back weeks. But the Cardinals are a good team, so I would say it's a tricky game. I'd stay away from it's it. It's a tricky game. All right. Well, we want to thank our sponsors, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben or Tony. Thanks for being on. Uh, we'd love to hear your input on some of our weekly decisions. Uh, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or call us at 484-242-8904. Uh, go Jets and go Eagles. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for listening to Kuna and the Wasp.